0: Good evening, good morning, or good day, wherever you're listening to. This is the aggregate score with myself, Elijah and my guy, the G, the one and only. I mean, I'm not sure he's gonna get tired of me doing this all the time, but we'll come up with something new. I what are you what are you say, Mom? Hello, hello, I'm good, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Today obviously I'm trying to use the mic more, so it looks like I'm about to say, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> But um yeah man how how's your well Wednesday how's your week been so far Yeah yeah not bad
1: just, you know chilling working and stuff working from home as everyone else is at the moment so
0: Nice one yeah but, man Yeah
1: we're we're, we're like, easing this lockdown a little bit so everyone's about everyone's outside and like it's
0: looking good Mate mate yesterday obviously uh it was recorded as the hottest day in March for yeah. like years upon years <laughs> mate that's you know, you know how us British people do whenever there's like an inch of sun, and everyone's coming out sunbathing, or just yep. excited to be outside, obviously, because now you can meet in groups of six, which is uh, quite ideal. So, yeah, it was actually quite a nice day. I was even, I even forgot I was even in in the UK. I thought I was somewhere else. <laughs> then I jumped onto public transport, and then yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah. was yeah. I was here. anyway, guys. <laughs> um, if you are listening in, obviously, last week we had a um, mark on the show, which was grill. It was the three amigos yep. chatting about Liverpool and stuff. Um, first and foremost, with the football talk, um, it's going to be brief this week, guys. It is we trying to get it jammed in with NFL and NBA stuff, but um, we want to say a big shout out to Aguero. Obviously, it was announced, I think it was about a day or two ago. His contract with Man City won't be getting renewed. So, um, yeah, man, he's leaving the, the, the premiership. Everyone remembers him from that moment when it was Aguero. Yeah. Do so, you know what um, I just
1: saw on Twitter recently? was like someone, there was a picture. Apparently, Cissé celebrated with Man City that day when they scored. Serious? That's what I'm seeing pictures of Cissé with the Man City players celebrating when Aguero scored a goal. I'm like, how did he even get to what that side hell? of the. You know when he what he just sneaked How did that even that, happen?
0: Bro, how the, how the hell are you there? I <laughs> thought you. Saw, you were all about Liverpool,
1: man. Mad, yeah, because I know he was playing for keeper at the time, isn't it? So I think he was there. Ah, okay, um, okay. And I think like um, he might have been on the picture or on the bench. I'm not sure, but like no, it's a picture of him celebrating with like Nasri them guys. Obviously, he's French with them, so maybe that's how he. Yeah, was, but, he's there, bad. but that's a bit
0: mad if your team's like losing. Weird, yeah. <laughs> not a good look, mate. Uh, cj wherever you are, I, f- I believe you were trying to get into DJing, so continue on the DJ, so and that's the that's, that's the thing for you though. But um, yeah, man, so many great moments. I mean, in terms of Man City, they're losing it. The rumours are, and I'll just mention it briefly, Haaland, maybe uh, Harry Kane as well. In fact, the Harry mm. Kane one, I'm not going to lie. That thing, if he goes, I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's a 30-goal season for him, mate. <laughs> They'll just be putting yeah. it on the plate. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, And then I wanted yeah. to say shout-out to um, some of the European teams. Uh, Denmark smashing whoever they played. Uh Netherlands, the same thing as well. So, and we got England tonight against Poland. I know every English sport's like, Thank God Lewandowski was injured. Thank God. Because <laughs> that would have been an yeah. interesting one. What do you reckon anyway? Like, what's your feeling? My, my last question, well, last thing I'm gonna say about football is like, how do you feel when we go into these international periods? Are you like, Oh yeah, come on, like qualifiers getting there, or is it like yo, we're trying to get to the Premier League again?
1: Yeah, like I'm at a point now now where I'm just like I can't wait for Premier League to be back. I think how long is this this one's been like a week or two. It's been a week so far. It's been
0: about 2 weeks, you know. This one. So yeah. that's
1: probably why it feels really long, yeah. So like yeah, yeah. it feels like the season's over for some reason, but it's not over. But um mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to Premier League being back. I think international's always good because it's, it's like a good little little pause, but um yeah, definitely looking forward to getting back to the Premier League stuff, trying to finish off the season strong um unfortunately for us we were like kind of look it look it's looked like we were getting some sort of momentum yeah and then so we kind now of now we've had that two-week break it's so a bit of a shaky one but um uh, let's see how it goes when we get when we come back we got, we got arsenal when we get back so yes yeah, that's be gonna be very one.
0: interesting definitely one very very tasty sure. indeed indeed um anyway man hitting first and foremost in the nfl you know it's been uh because obviously we didn't talk about it last week it's been a full yeah. full week of so many different kind of deals um at that time, I think we might have, I don't know if we had mentioned or maybe in this show before, obviously it was um, the Patriots who were making some big, well, big, big signings. I mean, if we even look at their roster, as not just their roster, but some of the moves they made, I mean, some of the wide receivers that they actually kind of brought in, decent-ish players. Like, what do you think now? I think the first question I'm going to start off with is, do you think they've improved enough now to make it into the playoffs
1: mm. so yeah like it, i think at this point last week or maybe two, two weeks when we, when we briefly mentioned that they spent like over 100 something million whew, in those first few days Get me. at that point it was the most they had spent uh more than they spent in the last like couple years of free agency in mm-hmm. the first couple days mm-hmm. um so yeah like they like <laughs> i saw someone say that Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick woke up choosing violence because he just came on smoke like for the whole of the league. Because <laughs> everyone was angry at him. Like, everyone was like talking about him last year. Like, oh, it was all about Tom Brady, that like, Bill Belichick was just the system guy. Yeah. Brady really was the guy He carried Brady for 10, 20 years.
2: Yeah. And Brady's yeah.
1: like, hey, I mean, like Bill Belichick's like, hey, I'm still the I'm still the guy here. So he's brought all these people back in. I think bringing back Cam Newton was good.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: I think I think Cam had some unfinished business business there. It's- that he was never really able to get back to like his level of player, um, after he got coded, so it's gonna be interesting seeing that with maybe a preseason and like some actual time under his belt and actually understand the system a bit better. That yeah, will be good. Also, like, he had no weapons last year. like, their team was absolute garbage. <laughs> the void, year.
0: so but he got a lot of weapons so, now. I mean, they've yeah, they 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 got like two new wide receivers, two new uh, tight ends, yeah, as Aguilar well. from us, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think so the guys
1: they picked up are like they're not like. Unbelievable players, but they're guys wow. who I think could come in and really do like do bits like Johnny, Johnny Smith, um, at the tight end position. He's like he's up there with, with some, of the, some of the, you know, like that second tier of sort of tight end tight ends, tight teams, so yeah. And, yeah, he's going to be an interesting addition. Um, because if you look at Cam as well, whenever Cam's played his best like football, it's been with guys like when he had like Greg Olsen in, in, um, yeah, yeah, Carolina, a good Carolina, so he had a good tight him, end yeah. with him. So, and now he's got some weapons on the outside. I think, I think, um, Aguilar, who was with the Raiders last year, but now he's obviously with the Patriots. Had had a good year for us, a comeback year, in fact, because the year before that, like he was in Philly and no one was really talking about him too much. But now, he's looking like he's a guy in the in the, in the NFL again, so that's going to be interesting. Um, I think now that he has weapons. We can now actually properly evaluate Cam and see whether he can actually do the job at quarterback for the Patriots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's it's still like they're still in a tough division. I think well, not a tough division, but it used to be them running their division for
0: years. Yeah, when you said tough, I was about to be like, what wall up, what wall up, wall up, bro? What <laughs> <laughs> up, what <all> up? Yeah. <laughs> It's
1: not tough stuff anymore, but like if you look at it now, obviously like Miami are a team on the rise. The mm. Bills are now fully established as like a yeah, looking team, very good. Um, And like yeah, so it's going to be very interesting for them to see how they go forward. Obviously, like you know, the Jets are trash, but that's, that's bad, by the way. <laughs> we um, the Jets yeah, so... in a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but on on the whole, I think Bill's done a good job like rebuilding this team a little bit. They're going to get players to come back. Players opted out last year coming back as well on the defensive side. Mm. So they, they're they're going to definitely be a better team. Is this is this a super bowling team? Probably not, mm-hmm. but they're gonna mm-hmm. definitely challenge. But I have back in the day the, the saying was never count out the Patriots, but you're you're wondering now is that is that never count out Brady or never count out Bill? Who knows? Exactly. So we're gonna find out this year, but I think they're gonna be in the mix again, especially in their division.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, what you just said, I would concur with a lot, really. Um, definitely think they'll they'll be in playoffs now, nah, definitely in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. winning it all do you know what <laughs> i mean yeah like obviously there's no brady now and brady has proven to us now that you know he doesn't need belichick as much as belichick needs him because imagine if brady had gone that you know that deal or whatever they were going to offer him and they had been like you yeah. know what we'll try and get some people around you to obviously help out um it's an interesting situation be a very interesting season for patriots fans anyway i know they'll think like look we've sprayed the money and that but usually in free agency, when you spray this kind of money, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will do well. Some of these moves don't really tend to like to come off. So yeah, I say it a lot. Time will tell. Time will tell. Hopefully, if Cam can get a little bit, if he can if he can get them firing, if he can start well, season goes good for them, and he can get yeah. into his stride, and we see something of what he used to be. Like that sounds so kind of vague, really. But if we do, I think they could. They could be a very, very. It, it could be they could be dark horses, but he would yeah. have to get to. There, there was those points
1: last year, like at the very start when when he first came in, came in the team. Where yeah. was like, okay, Cam is really like he can use his legs a little bit. He's moving. His throwing is a bit better. Mm-hmm. Then he got COVID, and it just well, he wasn't the same player for the rest of the season. So as you said, if he can reclaim just even like an in like an ounce of that old Superman Cam from the MVP <laughs> year, yeah,
0: that year was amazing. We'll what <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I mean, um, I want to go on to next. Obviously, we're talking about the Patriots, previous winners of the Super Bowls. And the Bucks, mate, I have to give them round of applause, round of applause. They are running it back. They're trying to do it back to back, you know. <laughs> Obviously, the league, the, the league dictates to us that doing it back to back is probably sweeter and better. Like it makes it seem like, yeah, you definitely have established quote unquote some type of legacy. Um I think one of the best moves that they've done, and I've got it down like reading other kind of sites, is obviously getting um uh, Shaquille Barrett um to sign you know four year deal sixty eight million. Um, this guy's twenty eight with twenty seven point five sacks. Um, coming back to Tampa Bay, like in your kind of eyes, that like, how good of a move is that, and is that the best move that they made? Because obviously they re signed a couple of of their guys, franchise one as well. The core unit is still there. Um, do you believe that they can do it a second time?
1: Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of people who will tell you that that that's like the biggest deal they've done all, all, all offseason. Because um, when you look at like what won them the um, what won them the, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it was really like that defense and and the, the dominance they had over the Kansas City offense. So definitely signing re-signing him, Shakil Barrett, is one. Also, I think I, I add to that list Navante um, David, their linebacker. Resigning okay. we, we him was huge as well for two yeah, years.
0: True, true. Um,
1: so, yeah, showing up that defence was really good. But I think they're like the first team in, like, not forever, but like the first team in quite some time to, to go to Super Bowl and the season after have all their starters return. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, that's going to, I'm sure it's going to prove beneficial for them going forward. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a huge move for them. I think they're, they're fully intent on running it back this year and going away because a lot of their players believe they can do it. Tom Brady believes he can do it. Um and I think the players are sort of bought into the, the idea that they that they can be like a dynasty, I guess, because they they have like pieces and they've got they've got really good players. So <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of people believe that this is this is their currently their window, I guess, to sort of get it in as much as possible whilst Tom's got these two, three years left on his deal. Um and we'll see what happens. But yeah, Gronk's back as well, Chris Goblin's back, he's been franchise tagged. Um and yeah, I think they even just re signed uh Leonard Fournette as well. So <laughs> They're trying mm. to run it back, for sure, for sure. But I think definitely as a team, they are, they look like ready to sort of... When you saw like the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, try and come back this year, they obviously made it to the Super Bowl, which was even hard enough as it is.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, this Bucks team looks like they're not the real deal they can, they can maybe run it back and try and win the whole thing again.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I think um, I always like it when you try to keep the same core unit as the one that you had before. They have definitely mm-hmm. bought into what Brady has been, you know, Whatever he's been selling, they've been buying because they looked yeah. they looked phenomenal in that Super <laughs> exactly. Bowl game all over. Defence was immense. Um, yeah, man, I, I like it. I like the, the moves that they've done. I like the way they're going about their business. Um, yeah, man, Tom Brady at the helm. Let's see if he can do it again. And Oh, gosh, I you mean, run out of words to describe this guy. But, I mean, if he's to do it back to back, I cannot lie to you. I mean, I know a lot of people are now saying the question of it's unquestionable about him being the goat but now maybe the goat of American sport I don't know oh yeah yeah (laughs) if he's to do it back to back at this I can't lie to you in time yeah I might have to start looking at it look I I put people in different positions and stuff like that but he definitely rubbing shoulders you know with the likes of Muhammad Ali with the likes of um uh with the likes of Michael Jordan and others who have been great in American sports so yeah, man. If you was to do that, you'll he, definitely blow me away. Still, um, I'm trying to look at some of the other moves. So many different moves as well that was made. Um, another like one was obviously Gronk signing again. They had um, yeah. um, what's his name there. Uh, one of the, I think he's in the defensive line. Um, was is it Su? Su? Yeah, that was. Yeah, I thought dead. that was a decent li- li- little move there as well. I feel like a lot of these um, huge. A lot of these uh, teams are definitely getting these little one-year deals because the next person that I actually wanted to talk about actually was to go to um, talk about the Steelers and obviously mm-hmm. mention about Juju uh, Smith because there's me thinking, yo, this guy's going to hit the open market. He's going to collect some dollars. And, may, bro, talk me through this move because one thing I say, guys, if you're listening um, – Usually, you know, wide receiver, you're that age, he's 23, 24, been in the league. So there's a lot of upside. He's still got some good years in him. And for him to get a one-year deal, I think they're paying him maybe like eight or nine mil or so. I yep. mean, bro, who deserves to get a round of applause at Pittsburgh? Who is it? Because <laughs> that general manager, he's making moves there. <laughs> yeah, so like they did a lot of things this offseason. They obviously restructured Big Ben's deal
1: um, and then, you yeah, know, re-signed uh, Juju and some other guys. But um the I think the idea behind it is obviously the this year, because of the cap, the cap where the cap is set this year. Um a lot of players are taking these one year, two one year, year deals. deals.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. With yeah, the absolutely. idea
1: that I think in 2022 or 2023 there's gonna be this this new influx of like um like
0: cash money. Like TV
1: money that's that's coming, yeah, in, that's yeah. coming so in. There's gonna be like a, a huge TV deal that's coming in soon. Yeah, um, of course. and with, with that the, the, the obviously the, the cap will be set stupidly high. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain players are going to make a ridiculous amount of money so everyone's sort of banking on that so I think people are just getting these short deals in right now making as much as you can for this year or two and then see how much more you can make in a year in a year or two's time so with yeah. him that's, that's, what was kind of, that's kind of what happened with Juju I think he actually apparently he got a, a bigger offer from the Ravens
0: but he okay. turned it down to come
1: wow. come back to,
0: to the Steelers which is very interesting but so, then again for the Ravens to, yeah. to stop you there would you really I mean like is Lamar really dashing the ball to you? That's the that thing. In that exa-
1: fact, what you just said, yeah, is exactly why a lot of... It seems like a lot of running uh, wide receivers didn't want to go there because even it's not even just Juju. Apparently, they were in for T.Y. Hilton as well. Oh, wow. He'd also, okay. he, had a, he had a deal on the table and with them before he re-signed with India in fact, for a year.
0: Wow, yeah, um, of course. He yeah. also
1: had a deal on the table, but because if you look at the way they run their offence, it's not mm-hmm. very wide wide receiver friendly. It's more yeah. suited to to Lamar running is their first option than whoever's maybe open. Could then be a third, second, second third option,
2: um,
1: which, which is why they went to get um Sammy Watkins in the end because like he's a guy that was maybe looking at his situation in KC and thought, yeah, I could maybe be the guy in with the Ravens because they who else is going to be there? It's Marcus Brown, Marquise Brown, who's mm, mm. been a bit underwhelming for the last year or so, yeah, true. Um, and I see see how Sammy Watkins does, but yeah, so with Juju, I think that was it. He realized that maybe it's not the best situation for him to leave just yet, even though it's more money in um, the Ravens. So he signs for a year, returns to the team that he loves. Um, mm. can run it back with Big Ben see what happens obviously that they have a decentish team so I mean a great defence but like a decent um offence Big Ben is obviously dwindling in his, in his skill and his level of talent but um run it back with him see what happens for a year and then hit the market next year when the big money comes in and try to sign these huge contracts that everyone's going to be signing yeah, like, yeah. if we thought this year was crazy next, year's gonna be next year next year
0: <laughs> next year's going to be crazy because that TV money that's coming in I'm telling you a lot of people are going to be like look I need to get paid now I need to get that money yeah. so Boy, it's definitely going to be like money, 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 money indeed or more money, more... You know what? That would have been jokes if we had nicknamed that episode that more money, more, more money, more money. <laughs> more money. More money, more money, more but money. But I mean, hey, another good move. Switching it over from the um, offense to the defense. Uh, love what the Chiefs did. Obviously, um, they they released some of their um, some of the positions that they had, but they did bring in, obviously, Joe... Um, is it Joe Thonny? Joe Thoney? Oh yeah, the guy, yeah. um, you know, obviously for, for the guard, because they lost um some guards during the season as well. But I like, obviously they've tried to protect Patrick Mahomes. They've given this guy a five-year deal, um, 80 million, which is good for me just to start off with. Obviously, first and foremost, it's about predicting your number one piece yeah. in your franchise. <laughs> you need to make sure... You don't want him to be like Russell Wilson where he's getting blow after blow after blow. We want this guy protected. And um yeah, but if you gotta pay a little bit more, you gotta pay a little bit more. I mean, do you like the idea of the deal? Obviously, um, some people might feel like they've overpaid slightly, like I said, but um mm-hmm. how does the feel kind how does the deal stand out for you?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I think with them it's like as you said, they released a bunch of their players from the offensive line in the off-season. Yeah. Um, I think they realised that they were getting older and, like, the the main reason why they lost the Super Bowl was because there was no protection for Patrick Mahomes.
0: She's so the backups were not doing at they realised that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the backups weren't doing it. So they realised yeah. that. And they said we have to make some changes quickly. And now, because, again, it's all about windows. Their playoff window is, obviously, Patrick Mahomes for the next 10, 15 years. Oh, but yeah, yeah. in terms of, like, uh, <laughs> in terms of like the, the positions and the, the strength he has around him with the Tyreek Hills and, Travis Kelsey and all those guys, definitely get him some protection right now, so that we can try and run it back again to get the Super Bowl again. So that was it's a it's a much needed move. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a team that's gonna have to in the next few years be spending a lot of money because they've got some great players in their roster. But if they want to keep them, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be mad. So <laughs> it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do going forward. But that was definitely a much needed move for them. Um, it's it's interesting to see how like the players that they're losing. Obviously, they lost Sammy Watkins, who's just one of those, one of the many pieces they have on offense. But like, yeah, he's a guy that they like, they used at certain certain points in the season. And he was very useful for them. So obviously he was injured at times as well. But that's going to be interesting to see how they how they adjust now with the loss of Sammy Watkins. But knowing them, they might just go and draft somebody in the second third round. And that yeah, that's awesome, Like they did with um with uh, Clyde edwards They drafted yeah. him last year. and He turns out being their start for a little while. And
0: Great, he was good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely, man. I'm kind of, kind of getting us to kind of go through some of the deals. Um, one that I kind of, I'm still kind of feeling a bit 50-50 about, but um, I actually got the, I've actually got the book on this guy now. But um, Shaquille Griffin, obviously, um, he, the the Seahawks probably thought he was going to come back, but he, he he now signed with the Jaguars on a three-year deal, forty million. Um. At 25, is this a good move for the Jaguars, do you think?
1: So the Jags used to be like, their thing was defence. They had yeah, defence. All their young players were like on defence. They had a couple of players on offense, like Alan Roberts and them guys, but the defence was what was, everyone was raving about. But they haven't had that same sort of like level of defence for years now. So I think they think with a person like Shaquille Griffin, they can maybe like return to that sort of, that, that prime that they had at one point. Mm-hmm. I think they traded a couple of guys on the defensive end as well, but like he's one guy that I think they they believe in going forward. And like, obviously he had to leave um, the Seahawks, who themselves have gone away from what they believed in. They used to be all about defense, but now they're trying to build oh, more yeah. of an offensive side of side of things. Yeah, like, of and, course, and, and Russ Cook and stuff. So that's going to be interesting. I think he got he definitely got his money. Twenty nine million guaranteed is huge. So that's good for him and his family. But um, yeah, it's, it's going be, uh, that that team's not going to be good for some for some, some, some time. Anyway. I mean. <laughs> there's a reason why they have the first overall draft pick this year.
0: So. No, 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 we're going to get into that that first draft pick still. I mean, um, yeah, I definitely hear you man. They've given a lot of those or traded a lot of their their, their pieces, especially their good defensive yeah. pieces that they've had as well, which um yeah, man, they're not they're not at that record for. It's not just by accident. Or by accident. Mm-hmm. That is that is on purpose to obviously secure you know, obviously Lawrence, who we will talk about um later in the show. But um man, going into my last question in free agency still, I mean loads of moves have happened, loads mm-hmm. and loads And we could probably be we could probably do another show on it, which which we won't do. Moves, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just free agency moves. Which we won't do because you know this part of the season, we come into the drafts. So we I mean, if you are listening now, the next couple of weeks we're gonna be breaking it down, talking about potential um potential high draft picks um, players that we think that will go in certain rounds and things like that. Today it's all, all about uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, who the Jags, it's no, it's no secret in football. They're obviously going to trade for him. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. My last question, obviously, about free agency before we go into um, my next topic, which will be about the interest in uh, um, tra- um, trade moves, which are made this week. But um, this whole thing with the Bears, yeah, and Andy Dalton, I don't know, man, but <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> because I saw this and I had to rub my eyes when I saw the screen. I was like, come again? Like, they're paying him, obviously. He's on a, a year deal, 10 mil. And he's told people that they they've brought him in to be the star. Now, um, I mean, they, they had Nick Foles. Obviously, you've got Trubisky still there, I mean. Bro, it's this does not seem like a good. I'm sorry. I got to be honest with anyone who's listening, Andy Dalton, I mean, look, you might as well just, you might as well just pray in that draft that you get something, you know, because Andy, if you're listening, you might be, you might be thinking, wow, what are these boys took, bro, bro, bro. Let's be, let's be honest, man. You like a glorified backup right now, still, but you're getting paid good money so. though. <laughs> Can't so put sure. it by that. Now, my question to you, Al, <laughs> is, is this? the worst move of free agency? Or is it just like, you know, beggars can't be choosers?
1: It, it might be the latter, like what you just said, beggars, beggars really can't be choosers. Because they they were, apparently they were in the market for, um obviously Russ Russ supposed to say the couple of teams that he'd go to, one of them was the Bears. All the Bears, yeah. But they just didn't have the pieces or whatever like Seattle would have wanted to get in return for Russ. And I don't think they have any intention of retrading him anyway. So that was no. never going to happen. But um, yeah, they were in a situation where they're obviously currently paying um, Nick Foles a lot of money to be not very good. They had, they had um, what's his face? Trubisky on the team. Trubisky was not very good either. They let him go for free this year. They said, no, nah, you're good. Yes. He's now signed to be a backup with the Bills. Um, and they were like, okay, we need a quarterback now. <laughs> so I think in their minds, if they couldn't trade for anybody, um, and they, and they, don't, they don't have a top, like, draft pick this year. They're not, not going to get one of the five guys who's looking to go in the first round this year. So they're thinking, yeah. OK, what can we do? Andy Dalton is a decent backup, so let's just bring him in, let him and Nick Foles maybe fight it out. But it's, it it seems like, so far, like, just the worst possible option you could have. Because look, for Nick Foles. <laughs> he had that great, like, when he was a backup for Carson Wentz, he came in, he really galvanised yeah, the team, won the wow. Super Bowl. It was amazing. Ever yeah. since then, he's just shown that he's not of that level. Sure. but he might be a decent backup going forward, which is great. But Adley mm-hmm. Dalton himself was a backup last year, and when he came in for that, wasn't, doing, wasn't <laughs> doing anything, mate. So, mate. They're, they're again, they're another team that's not going to be a good team next year, they're going to be very bad. But, um, it's not just Annie Dalton, unfortunately, there's they have a lot of holes to fill, yeah. And like, as an organization, as a team, they, they're they just not running very well, so, <laughs> so they're going to struggle this year, especially, I think. I think head not heads are gonna roll, but I think a couple of people are gonna lose their jobs. Like head head like head coach wise, yeah. GM wise, so yeah. It'll cause like a whole just reshaping of the re restructuring of the whole franchise because so far, if you look at what they've done with like the trades they've done and like the way that they've done certain business with like deals and stuff and free agency contracts, mm-hmm. they they're just not being run for very well. So <laughs> this is a team that maybe in the past known for like having like superior defenses and all that stuff. Yeah. But now they what who'd they really have besides like is it Khalil Mack? They said it's the only guy they have really long. Yeah, team.
0: yeah, True. Um
1: and that's kind of it. Like they've got other guys as well, but like he's the main person. But
0: mm, don't be surprised then, if they try and ship him off as well.
1: As in at this point, if I was them like maybe just go into full re- rebuild mode, re- yes yeah. some first for some first round picks. But I doubt that they do that because I think fans would revolt, and their heads really would roll. But yeah, to answer your question, Andy Dalton is not this; he's not the long-term solution for them at all. Neither is Nick Foles. Um, but they know that, and I think they know that they're going to be a bad team next year for sure. But yeah, they're paying—they're paying those two quarterbacks a lot of money to not be very good. <laughs> trust is a shock.
0: me, trust me. Oh
1: man. Um, but that that might not be the worst deal however We're thinking about it as well because to be honest there's some people who have been overpaid this summer I can't think of anyone specifically but there's some people who have definitely given a lot more years and a lot more like tens of millions of dollars to play this year Um, whereas theirs is obviously a one year deal it's 10 million so it's it's a cap hit this year but like they know next year they don't have to keep any Dalton around unless they want to so there's that as well
0: yeah true say true say I mean do you know what it was a very interesting Friday that's what I want to get to um not this uh, yes. this Friday coming up, but last Friday, because, boy, that trade, I mean, the Dolphins, the 49ers, and obviously the Philadelphia Eagles who we just took, we just touched on briefly, May I mean, that trade, I have to, to be reading a, a couple of times to obviously get the complexity of what actually happened, but I'll, I'll try and explain it to you yeah. if you're listening, guys. Um, So we had, um, I'm reading a bit, that I actually kind of copied from the internet, as you do when you're doing your research. It says, to make a long story short, the 49ers have the number third pick in the draft now. The Dolphins have the number six, and the Eagles have the number 12, with plenty of future first-round picks going to Miami and Philadelphia. San Francisco is in prime position to land a franchise quarterback. Mm, sounds a little bit harsh for a grappler, Um, because we all thought he, was, he might go to the Patriots, but now he's been told that he will be staying, which uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. While Miami yeah. is still yet to set is while Miami is set to still select an offensive playmaker and Philadelphia loaded up on assets for the future, that only the Dolphins can top. So who do you think got the best, like the best deal out of it? Because obviously, um now, yeah, the 49ers are obviously number uh, the the number three in the yeah. draft now so i mean he won the trade yeah he won the trade really because still to me i can't lie in my mind it it still complexes me i've still got it broken down Mm -hmm. and i might still reading it really briefly before you go so mamley traded number third pick to san francisco for number 12 overall pick 2022 first round pick 2022 third round pick 2023 first first round pick wow and uh, Miami trades number 12 overall pick. Oh, gosh, wow. Fourth round pick. Uh, and 2022 first round pick to Philadelphia for number six overall pick. And fifth round pick, um, which will be around 156. So, yeah, I mean, who do you think got the, got, got the best deal out of it? I'll let you go first. So, for um,
1: me, yeah, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, like yeah. we won the trade because... <laughs> Essentially, the Dolphins moved back three spaces and mm-hmm. just collected everyone's picks for like <laughs> everyone's first round picks next year. They collected like, uh, I mean, San Francisco's pick next year and Bear picks, even, <laughs> even Eagles picks. So they've got loads of picks. I think they may have three first round picks next year. I'm not too sure, but they've got quite a few, so they're going to be good next year.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and they, And it also means that they believe this means that they believe wholeheartedly that this year at least is going to give them a season to evaluate to and see if he's the guy,
0: yeah, definitely. Um
1: if you look at it from the Eagles' point of view, same thing with their quarterback. They It means that they believe that this year at least they're going to give um Cross oh, his face again. Is it Perry? like Jalen? Jalen hurts. Yeah, Jalen hurts a chance this year to to at least be like uh, try and be the guy for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, obviously,
1: they traded away Carson Wentz. They brought in uh, Joe Flacco, that's, who Joe Flacco himself said, "I'm not. I'm not coming to be a backup, bro. I'm coming to play." So wow. he thinks he's going to play, but. I, I doubt he's playing ahead of Jalen Hurts right now. So um, that we'll, we'll see how, how bad it goes for him. But yeah, yeah so they, that means they believe in their quarterback. And it also means that then San Francisco really don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's, a couple of things he's he's done that have, have just shown that like he mm. might not be the guy for them going forward. Obviously it was the big, um, that playoff, uh, the Super Bowl two years ago, mm. where he just fell apart as a like, three turnovers. And they lost ultimately to Patrick Mahomes, who in the end actually really had like, when you think about that game, Patrick Mahomes played like three bad quarters, but then came back in the fourth, turned it up, and they won. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Jimmy G couldn't do that and he's not really the guy for them. He's very injury prone, obviously he's injured all the time. And when yeah. he's not injured, and he's actually playing, he's throwing picks. He's very he's very interception prone. So those are two things you really don't want in your in your franchise quarterbacks. So I think they've realized that maybe he's not the guy. And since they got some interest from the likes of the Patriots and stuff like that, they think okay, let's just. Secure ourselves, bring in a quarterback who we believe in and we can maybe build with just after Jim because obviously Jimmy's getting paid this year and next year, I think, maybe even after that. But then mm-hmm. like, even if they have to trade him this year or let him go for nothing next year, then, then they're good to do that. They've got a quarterback they believe in. So, and if not, then they can maybe even keep Jimmy this year and let him play, let the guy behind him build up and learn from the system for a year and then come in next year and take over. So I think for them, they thought that, especially with the team that they've got, built around the quarterback position right now they're just a quarterback away from maybe being back in a conversation for Super Bowl so I can understand why they made the move to be Mm -hmm. honest they gave away a lot just to be up to three to potentially get some guys who a lot of people at the moment are talking about like maybe not might not be as good as we all as like as all the predictions have predicted them to be so it's going to be very interesting but I think yeah, in terms of winners of the trade, I'd say at the moment, Miami, because they've still moved out to six, they can still bring in like a really top, high, high quality uh, wide receiver to pair with Tua um, mm-hmm. and another, the other pieces they've got. So that's going to be interesting for them. And they've also now got all these other picks for next year that can still build around uh, Tua Tango right now, and all these other guys. So it's going to be very interesting for them. So I think Miami won the trade.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, man. man. I like what you're saying still. I mean, uh, gosh, when you when you collect draft picks like that, especially in the first round as well, um, thinking Huge. of the talent that will be next year, and say now if you know, I'm not saying that Miami will be aiming to do that, but say Miami don't have that great of a season and still get quite a high pick in the first round. I mean, yo, <laughs> that makes it very very interesting. Now you could always you could put you know put it all in. Obviously, try and get it done through the trade because you know there'll be there'll be high caliber of players that you can get, or I mean, you could you could trade it around, you could trade it around, see what players you could you could obviously bring in. I mean, just touch on what you said about the 49ers, it's true, man. The the Jimmy G thing is is, it's a bit touchy because he knows now, I mean, if you go up to number three, they they basically saying they're trying to get another quarterback, either he's going to sit behind you or they're going to try and trade you down the line. So, um yeah. yeah, Miami definitely wins this one. Really, man, it's, it's um, yeah, <laughs> Miami are winners in their winners in my in my eyes, in my mind. I see it happening through. Um, going yeah. to the interesting section that I wanted to kind of um dissect about. Obviously, we have the drafts coming up soon. Everybody knows it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I had to do my homework on him. Um, I didn't get to see any of the games, but obviously on pro day, woof. Boy, boy, boy! Yeah, the Jags—they are getting. I mean, look, like you always when you you're always thinking about players that you want to draft in. You always want to get the high caliber ones, especially if it's quarterback position. No, no offense to like players like Jame Winston, you don't want someone who's throwing picks upon picks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I mean, with him, damn skiffy <laughs> they get a they get a very very good player. I mean, I read one article that just says all he does is win, win, win which um yeah. if i if I bring up the stats now gotta, gotta love gotta love myself with a little bit of a cheeky stats thing but um so it says that um trevor Lawrence, i believe last season he had three thousand one hundred and fifty three passing yards to go along with twenty four touchdowns and only five interceptions that was in two thousand and twenty um to which his team had a nine a nine zero record um he led. Um, Clemson to a national championship as a freshman in 2018 and so his record actually ends as 34-2 and two. so that's a win record of 94, uh, 94% as a starter that's the third best winning percentage by a starting quarterback with at least 30 career starts since Division 1 split in 1978 I mean um yeah this guy is good and he's not yeah. just good good he there's yardage there's touchdowns, there's very minimal inter- interceptions. I mean, great size, great range. Um the the, the last and final question for the NFL bit that, that I'm gonna say to you, bro, is um will the Jags pick someone else? No, no, no. Honestly. It'd honest be one.
1: very interesting if they did, but like yeah. it's unlikely at this point. Like everyone seems to think that Trevor Lawrence is the guy um and if you watch like any of the tape as you said or, like his pro day you can sort of see like why I guess that he's always he's always been touted as like even since high school he's been touted as this this top 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 prospect who's looking at this, this the same coming of Andrew Luck
2: mm-hmm. like
1: this the like the best receiver uh, not best the best like quarterback prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck basically but um yeah like it's if you watch him play like he's very he's a tall lad like very strong. Uh he can run. Like not the, the greatest athlete, but he can run. Like if you need to make some movements on his make some plays on his legs, he can do that. Mm-hmm. Um he understands like his his ability to read like defence is top of his class obviously with, with all the other quarterbacks. Um and what people keep talking about is his leadership skills apparently like he's just a, an amazing leader of men. Great leader, people yeah. Keep, people keep saying, which is what you need what you want what you want in your quarterback that you're going to build with for the next 10, fifteen years. So Um, he looks like the guy like he's um, even when you just watch him just throw the ball around for fun during the pro day he looked like he's he's just comfortable like everything just things that he makes things that that should be hard look easy and things that should be easy just look even easier so that's kind of what you're looking for in your your quarterback and as I said he's been since since his time in high school he's just been touted to be this guy who's going to be sort of like the second coming but he's he's every every at every stage he's met the expectations and he seems to keep winning so yeah if if that's the kind of th- person that you're bringing to your organization you're kind of excited because you, you want to bring a winning winning mentality into your, into your franchise but people who also keep keep talking as well about like how much of a just just a nice guy he is and a good kid he is as well so like i think he just recently got engaged for example no oh, nice yeah, stuff like that people keep looking at that and just saying that yeah he seems like he's got his head screwed on like um, he just and he wants to win so like that's what people keep talking about but I think in terms of his actual play and what he does he's uh he's definitely like skill wise like levels above certain people that like are at his age right now um mm-hmm. and I, I think he's the he's one of the only maybe one or two like quarterbacks that in, in this draft class that can come in and start straight away mm-hmm. um some of the guys are going to come in and be like projects for a year or two at least but like he'll come in and
2: start yeah, straight away start and off, make, yeah, make an impact
1: was- from the beginning so it's gonna be interesting. I think he's uh he's an interesting prospect. Like I think it's it's it'll be very shocking if he's a, if he's a bust. Like there's no everyone seems to think that he's just gonna be successful. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, he's going to a team that aren't very good. <laughs> yeah. um, like if he was going to a better situation, then there'd be no no doubt in no one's mind he'd be a success. But I think given if he's given enough time and, and if they if they truly build around him, and... then they like yeah he'll be he'll be the guy for sure. But um yeah like I think. Also, the, they've just brought in like a new head coach mm-hmm. and stuff. It's a it's a new sort of like regime in in Jacksonville. Um, what's interesting is that their head coach used to be the head coach of the Ohio State college team,
0: and that's okay. where Justin
1: Fields goes to college. So like, there's oh. talk of maybe like could there be a, could there be a surprise? But everyone's like, no, nah, it's going to be nah. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be over real quick, like guaranteed. But um, yeah, like I think he's just the guy. He just looks really good. The way he throws the ball. He's got just a certain amount of zip and velocity to it. But, like, like he just, he's got arm talent, obviously, can move with his feet, um, and just a really smart quarterback. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, seeing what, seeing what he does. I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they build around him if they give him some decent pieces. I think now on, on his offense, for example, I can't think who's got a wide receiver. I don't think there's anyone that he can really throw to that's really that good, <laughs> unfortunately the, that, for him.
0: There's nothing... There's no one in that roster that really, really, like, jumps out at me. I'm trying to... Do you know it is, like, sometimes when you're just trying to rack your brain for, like, names, you know it's not a... It's, it's, not, it's not a good thing, like, it's not a good zone. But yeah. no, like you said, I thought uh, just build around him, obviously, um, if they get him at number one, like, just make sure your draft is... Obviously, you want to hit maybe one or two wide receivers that you can bring in to parallel, mm-hmm. maybe a veteran as well, see what's on the market, possibly. There's not really that much, like, I mean... not really that much left, but there's maybe one or two few guys out there still that can do a thing. So, yeah, man, he's bringing a winning mentality to a team which hasn't done much winning in the last couple of months. So, yeah, it'll be um, it'll be good to see how that kind of turns out and interesting to see what kind of moves that the Jags will do to obviously help him and help that kind of franchise kind of lift off the ground because last season they were, yeah.
1: Definitely, yeah. I mean, after bringing him in, the first thing I would do is like bring in someone that can protect him. I was thinking that. Yeah, like <laughs> an offensive protection. tackle. And then, maybe, then maybe get him some pieces on the outside. But yeah, get him yeah. Oh. To protect him because he's your number one commodity right now. You can't do anything happen to him. If he breaks a leg, you're done out here. So you are
0: done. Du- you are you need done. To yeah,
1: <laughs> you need to protect him with, with like cling film and like just wrap him in bubble wrap.
0: And uh, make sure like, yeah.
1: nothing could happen to him, but it will be interesting because, like, in college and in high school, you're playing with players who are at his level, so especially in college, he's at Clemson, mm-hmm. these are all top guys in their draft classes, so these are all top receivers that he's playing with. But now he's going to go to a team that might not have great receivers, that's so it. it's going to be interesting to see how we adjust to that. And how that's true,
0: that's that's true indeed. That's true indeed, guys. We're moving on to the NBA part of the show. We've been extensive there, we've given you guys a good breakdown, good breakdown into it. Um, you know what, like. We're going to keep it based really on the bigger the bigger sides. Obviously, we had the trade deadline, um, which we'll discuss about that kind of going into it. Um, you know, we saw... I kind of want to get into it because I've written quite a, quite a nice little piece. Obviously, we saw... Um, is it Vucevic traded to the Chicago Bulls? Um, yeah. We also saw Aaron Gordon go to the Denver Nuggets, which I, I won't lie to you, that's probably one of my favorite moves to be honest. I quite like that one really. I mean, um, mm. I feel like the Nuggets, they're gonna get they get very stronger defensively as well. Um then obviously we had um Evan Fournier. For- is it Fournier? Fournier? Fournier. Fournier, guys. The pronunciation by Eli, we've got to get better. But him going to the Celtics, um Norman Powell, um to the Blazers. For Gary Trent Jr., um George Hill traded to the 76ers as well. Uh, just trying to look out some some big ones. He had a uh, the very, very interesting one was obviously Rondo going from the Hawks to the Clippers in exchange for Lois Williams. Um, which yeah. yeah, and then last but not least, another move there. Actually, no, sorry, got more moves. Apologies, guys. Uh JJ Riddick. Going to the Mavericks, which I'm I'm gonna begin with that actually, but bear with me. There was also Oladipo going to the Heat as well. Um, that was a big one. just that was a huge, huge one, just at the deadline, just just at the deadline. But I want to start off before we go into the Oladipo one, just about the JJ Riddick one, because um, the story obviously coming in was JJ's not happy. Um, he wanted to be closer to his um. To his family and in his because he's he does a couple podcasts here or there but in the old yeah. man and the three podcasts he basically said that he had a meeting with um with David Griffin the team's um, executive vice president of basketball operations and they agreed like almost like it was like a like a gentleman's agreement that look if you if I'm going to go down the line then um I want to be traded closer to where my family is and yep yeah, of course we're going to do that they then go and trade him like that. Nah. <laughs> they then go and trade him to Dallas, and I think it's a question that we've we've like kind of asked and answered. But I'm going to ask it again for listeners who maybe didn't listen to that episode. Is Draymond Green right? Are the NBA players just cow? Because boy, obviously in mm. football you can reject it down, but if you get traded, boy, yeah, yeah, you get on that play, you go into that other team. Like, regardless. that's exactly it. Yeah, like so, it, is it like sort of a thing? My question is. Why is it so easy for these guys to obviously break agreement? Are the NBA players just cattle? Is that, is that what
1: it mm. is? 100% a great question. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, if we look back at what Draymond was saying that day when he was in the yeah, the press conference, um, it's, it's 100% true because this isn't the first time we've seen a player make an agreement with his ownership or with the team yeah, that they've just gone back on like last minute. Like, if You think about um, when DeMar got traded from the, from the Raptors, they were all talking about, oh, yeah, he's not going to be traded. DeMar's our guy. Like, we like DeMar, he's our guy. Let's you know, they, they the option to have Kawhi Leonard comes along. They're like, oh, wait, who's DeMar and Get rid of him. So they get get rid of him. Obviously, it worked out because they won a the title out of it, obviously, when they brought, they brought Kawhi in. But yeah, um, it, I know it definitely soured things, especially between like the ownership and like Carol Lowry, for example, who was DeMar's guy when he was in Toronto. So definitely, I think the NBA is it's as you said, differently with football, with football, a team can agree, can agree terms, but if the player hasn't agreed terms, mm-hmm. that player's not going anywhere, like he can, he can, I can reject like contracts and I'm not going anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: with the NBA, your contract's agreed um, and like it could just be traded, your rights could just be traded to other teams anyhow. Yeah. And you just yeah. have to pack up and leave your stand leave. Like <laughs> and with him, as you can imagine, I think with COVID and stuff, he wanted to be close to his family who were like near Brooklyn and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. in the end, the, and I think he, had, as he said, he agreed with, with uh, David Griffin and, and the Pelicans that he would either be traded to a team like being near that area, so either Brooklyn or maybe the Nets or, something, or the Knicks, sorry. Uh, or but or he'd um they'd agree a buyout and he could just move to whatever he wanted to, which probably would be Brooklyn because the closer. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um but yeah, so they didn't do either of that. They traded into the Mavs, which is Dallas, which is <laughs> <a> <laughs> wow part of America. So yeah, they didn't even try, they just traded him to the to, to Dallas, Texas. But um yeah, so I understand why he's pissed for sure. Um but unfortunately as the thing they keep saying is the NBA is a business. Like he has to is, report man. to report to work the next day and still, still, and still perform the Dallas Mavericks now. Yeah, he still got to perform now, but hundred percent I think Draymond was right I think I think it's time that players we, we see that now with more with the NBA, especially that players are taking more ownership of like and more control of their careers, especially but yeah. um, for sure, I think if the owners can do what they want, players need to start being able to like just have more control over where they go and, and how they, how they do certain things you, you look at like I think for example, even again with Toronto, um one of the big deals that didn't happen was was uh, trading with Kyle Lowry. they were going to trade yeah. in this particular trade deadline talk of him going to the Lakers, talk of him going to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. But
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think at the end, the, the deal they wanted didn't come up. Instead um, so decided not to do that, they would probably do a silent trade this summer. But um, and it, I think if they didn't like have that conversation with with Carl Lowry, they could have just got rid of him for anything. But I think they have obviously had a conversation with him. They mm-hmm. had to list teams that he wanted to go, go to just if the if term was agreed, but nothing happened. And so they end up keeping him. In yeah. one case it works out I think people obviously often talk about um the Raptors GM Masai Jury as being like one of those guys who's like I'll play the Dr. Whereas David Griffin doesn't have the greatest reputation, especially if you're a LeBron fan. Him and him and LeBron quite famously like got into it when LeBron left. Um quite a public breakout of their of their relationship. Yeah. Obviously it mended a bit for when LeBron came back, but um yeah, so David Griffin obviously is, he's obviously been always been a in the sort of mix and talks of being this kind of character. But now you see it with JJ Reddick, especially because he has such a platform with his podcast. For him to call it out, man, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's not a good look for David. It's not a good look indeed. And the and the, the owners and, and GMs are in charge. So he
0: can yeah. really do what he wants, but <laughs> it doesn't look good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sorry about that noise in the background. <laughs> when you're trying to forecast at home, it's a bit of a tricky one still. But man, yeah, absolutely, what you said is right. But it's just, I mate, mean, as a player, you just, you just don't know. Obviously, you mentioned it's true. They, they could have done it where he could have been bought out and then moved to wherever he wanted. Where a lot of them, um, a few players did, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. Obviously, um, the move that I mentioned before that 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 deeper one to the Heat, man. I, I don't know. Well. I feel like Mammy got a very good deal, you know. Mammy, they need help, man. They need, they need help. They need the help of the scoring. I know that Oladipo, mm-hmm. he's had a couple yeah. of injuries, and um, yeah, he's he got a decent. Job. Yeah, the knee, the knee's not so great. Obviously, Houston gets some players. You I mean they get everybody? They get um Kelly as well, Old oh, Nick. But I'm, I mean, I just feel like honestly, when depot is at that level. He's a he's a very very good player in my eyes anyway. I mean I know a lot of people may not think that, and I think it's it's um it's good for them. Like nice that they managed mm-hmm. to pull that one out of the bag as well. Um, yeah. Definitely, hundred percent. I, I I like that. I like that move for for them personally. I mean the Rockets. Yeah, yeah if you, if you <laughs> think about the Rockets,
1: what they got in return for James Harden now is looking less and less like it's looking less good, except for Look. all the picks they got. But to think they only, they only got twenty games of, of Victor Oladipo before he left, like it's boy, a boy, boy.
0: That. that I mean when he went, now I thought, okay, <laughs> you softened it a little bit, like you, you softened it, it's not too bad. Then I started looking at it now, and I was like, oh, I, I don't know, this, this, yeah. this ain't looking good. This doesn't <laughs> this doesn't fill me with delight. I like a good return. Yeah,
1: okay. honestly, no, yeah. but it's it's good for Victor. I think he's obviously still got this contract. Uh, he still got this year on the contract. So now he's with um with the Heat. You add him to the pieces of Jimmy Butler, Bam, um, and like some of, some of the younger pieces, Tyler Hero has not really been at the same level this year, but you've got him, Duncan Robertson to shoot threes, Kelly O'Neill, unfortunately, uh, losing him was kind of huge, but like Kelly O'Neill was big for them. And he lost Mike Leonard as well, actually. But um, mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether he at come the end of, of the season, the kind of where and see whether that, whether with, with those three guys, if those three can click, like uh, Jimmy, um, Victor Depot and Bam, then like that's a, a good big three to build around in Miami. So, I don't yeah. know. We'll have to see how they, how they do going forward. They're obviously in the East. Um, I think they're still a playoff team, definitely in the East anyway. So, this is a team that went to the finals last year. So, it's a different team now, unfortunately, especially with, as I said, with losing Kenny Olympe, uh, losing Mike Lennon and a couple of those other guys, even in the summer when they lost, when um, they sorry, when they lost, uh, uh, what's his face? I forget his name. The Crowder, who went the Suns, yeah, I think it might Crowder. Crowder. yeah, it was Crowder, yeah. But when they lost in the, the off season, um, yeah. that was that was a big, a big, a big, yeah, the Crowder of off season, so yeah, that was huge as well. So I don't know, we'll see how they did hard and try looking more and more like bigger shakes. Um, but we'll see how these draft picks turn out. <laughs> maybe they yeah. could flip it into a player someday.
0: That's true, maybe they could turn it into something because obviously those draft picks, I don't, I don't know, I feel like. It's harsh to say, but sometimes it yeah, when it I love the, the NFL draft more than I love the NBA draft. I feel like with the NBA, like you've got this lottery thing, like mm. you're giving picks upon picks to other teams. It's, it's a bit of a mad one still, like but, um, yeah, man, sometimes you've got to do what you got to do. I mean, going back to these trade deals, one uh, last of one that I wanted, I know I mentioned a lot, but the one. I think stands out for me a lot is the Nuggets one, really, man. I mean, the Nuggets now go from that supreme three to a very, very top four. Obviously, you've got Nikola Jokic, you've got Jamal Murray, you've got Michael Porter Jr., and now throw into the mix Aaron Gordon. What are you saying? Playoffs, definitely, we will know that. But do you yeah. think they can compete with the big boys? <laughs> that's what they're hoping
1: for. This is a team, a team that went to the Western Conference final last year. Um, so they're thinking if they can just add like Aaron Gordon to this, uh, maybe they can, they can make another run for it. I think they're one of those teams that again is in the West. The only teams that really get respect are the Lakers and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else gets disrespected when it, when they're talking about play, uh, post-season, especially the Utah Jazz. They're a top team in the, in the West right now. But no, no one thinks they're going to make it to the finals.
2: Um,
1: yeah. Same thing with the Nuggets. I think they are a team that's, They've realised they've got a guy in Jokic who's having an MVP-type season. Um, they've got, uh, obviously, Jamal Murray's not been at the same level as he was in the bubble, but he's still a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is a good young piece to build around as well. They lost Jeremy Grant in the off-season, so that was huge for them. I think he added like, a lot of defence and a lot of like um, the occasional like outside shot for them that they're missing. Um, so they add Aaron Gordon, who's developed an outside shot, which is good for him. Uber-athletic, like the kid can jump. For yeah. real, for real. Um, so, and he's also a good defender, so they add Aaron Gordon in. Uh, they didn't give up like anything necessarily like t- too crazy to get him as well. So mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't have to give up too much. Obviously, they gave up some young, some young players and some picks and stuff. But um, I think they, they did they did quite well to a, to get him in. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to the team. I don't know if it's enough for the film to go all the way. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely helps them in the West, though, because as I said, the West is stacked. You've got us, you've got the Lakers, you've got the Clippers, you've got um, the Jazz. And now you add to the mix, the Nuggets as a team who are really pushing, Portland Trailblazers, all these teams. Um, it definitely helps them in the in the long run. I haven't even seen really Aaron Gordon in a postseason, nothing crazy. So that's, it's going to interesting to see yeah. how, he, how he adjusts adjust, to that. But, yeah,
0: adjust, yeah.
1: Um, especially because he's a player who's been playing in the East for all his career. Now he's in the West with, with the Nuggets. That's going to be interesting. But I think it's a good addition. It makes them stronger. They're definitely a stronger team after the trade deadline,
0: for sure. Indeed, indeed, man. I mean, do um, you know what, man? My- my next question is, like, love the tread deadline. It was cool. But the one which caught my attention the most was the buyout, man, because mm. obviously everyone knows like we all know as soon as Harden said he was um, he was going to the Nets, it was kind of a crazy team. Now, obviously, Blake Griffin signs with them on a one-year deal after being uh, bought out by the Pistons. And then the same thing happens with, um, with Aldridge getting bought out by... Um, the oh gosh, by the Spurs yeah like it, it my, my question to you really which I'm going to start with is man it's starting to become a bit ridiculous here because look <laughs> some of these players yeah let's go I love what Stephen A was saying on the first date man some of these guys were look they were they were pioneering cruising their own franchises now yeah it's like look we're going to jump on that boat and take us to the promised land. but like look you guys are top heavy because let's say we get 70% of Blake Griffin, 70% of Aldridge. Mate, I know it's, like people are thinking it's a Lakers thing. Like, like, bro, they're they doing it, man. They, I mean, come on. They're off the bench yeah. as well. If they're hyped and the scoring is keep going, like, it's getting unfair now. What, what are you thinking? Are you, are you thinking your boys are still in at the Lakers? We're going to touch on, on Drummond. We're going to get in that into a little bit because yeah, that's, that's obviously me. a thing. But is it becoming a bit like, yo guys, what's going on?
1: Is it a bit like, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, the cool, <laughs> That video uh, that you sent uh, the uh, uh Supreme Dreams where he was just like, I'm 36 when LeBron is like, I'm yeah. 36.
2: How <laughs> <What are> you <laughs> I to gonna you? do this to me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> LeBron is really 36 and everyone's having to build super teams to beat him. But, um yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Like the, the way the, like the mindset and like the way the fans look at things is quite funny because you look at and LeBron joined that, made that super team in, in Miami with D-Wade and Bosh. It was like, oh, LeBron is ruining the NBA. He's ruining the NBA with super teams. Um, and then you had it again with like other super teams that have built in the past, When especially when KD went to, to the Warriors. It was like, oh, KD's ruining the NBA. Um, and again, I think people are saying a sort of similar thing that he's, that like that Nets team is looking a bit unfair. But to be honest with you, I still need to see it work. Like Blake Griffin comes into that, to that team. This is a player who has looked like a shell of himself for like two years. Hasn't dunked in all of his time as, as a piston. Comes in one game with the Nets, dunks once, and was like, "Oh my god, Blake Griffin's back! He's, he's back, back! He's back!" back. back. Oh, he does. Don't, like everyone relax. This is a guy who hasn't had a dunk since he came to the to the Nets, or when he's at the pistons the whole time there. So I need to see what Blake is like in that in that in that team. Same thing with Lamarcus Aldridge. I think it's it's a it's, he's a guy, and as Stephen has said on that on that snippet you're talking about. Um, this is a guy who at one point was looked at as he's going to be the franchise guy in, in San Antonio that's why yeah, he moved yeah. there after his we're, after we're, after we're, after we're time in Portland yeah definitely um, so he comes now comes into this next team and you think about it is he a, is he a star on his next team I'm not even sure if he starts ahead of um, obviously the powerful position who do they have right now um, unless they play like KD at a three and maybe the marks of the four mm. but does mm. he start over, over Blake right now I'm not sure at the four I'm not, I don't even know so it's, or does he start the five and they put Blake at the four? I'm not even sure. So so their team is is so weird it doesn't really make sense just yet. But I think they're gonna make it they're gonna figure it out. They're there are a team of players who the thing that everyone keeps saying you put good players together, they'll make it work. Like, like that's what we all thought when, when we were looking at Curry and, and um Harden in the backcourt saying, How's it gonna work? They're both ball dominant, we are guards. But they're like, We're gonna make this work. So yeah. they did. And Harden's balling out right now. So Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, yeah they'll they definitely do. make it
1: work. I think it's just it's it's just interesting to see that. The, the balance of things have shifted a little bit and now the Nets are looking like a clear sort of like team to beat, I guess, in the NBA. Yeah. I'm still confident in my Lakers though. I think we'll still we'll still pull out of the bag, especially when people come back from, from mm-hmm. injuries right now. Unfortunately, we've got two two huge players injured, <laughs> LeBron and AD, who who are like our whole team. Yeah, but, but um like, but them even themselves as well, they've still got KD out so KD still are injured as well. So oh
0: my gosh, as long as KD comes
1: it. back, they'll be the same team. But
0: you know, <sighs> I mean, to be fair, like, uh, just speaking on the other side of things, like, yeah, the Nets definitely, they, I don't know. I, I don't know if they've got the memo of or, or if this is, yeah, we doing all-star throughout the year because they, they, they're right. just trying to get everyone <laughs> upside on this. However, though, interesting thing I was reading today was the whole thing about maybe LeBron trying to tap up Steph Curry to come to the because to obviously, when he comes into okay. free agency in 2022, which, oof, mate. <laughs> That would be very, very interesting indeed. But um, you know what? The Drummond, the Drummond move I like. And the reason why I like it a lot is um what I, what he does, Drummond, is very, very underrated. His rebounding, if not, I cannot lie to you, is the best in the NBA. 100 percent Yeah, I agree. Hands up, yeah. He's always getting, he's always getting like double figures. And apparently he's not he's, had I think
1: he averages 14. He averages 14 for his career.
0: Yeah, apparently he's never got under double digits the only time that was was his um his rookie season mm-hmm. apart from that always so he, he's usually averaging about 15 15 and 10 a season so he's usually getting double doubles most of the yeah. time I mean that the teams that he's been have been okay-ish now if he goes to the Lakers obviously he helps to pick up that kind of scoring and puts you in and around about it I think it's I think it's a nice move indeed I mean look, one year deal perfect um keep things going, steadying the ship as well. Um, Yeah, man, I I like the move and I like him as a player. just feel like he will have to buy into, obviously, into what LA will be, you know, obviously selling the coaches there and stuff like that. But come on, man, a chance to work with LeBron, he don't want to work with the King, man. And obviously, you know how it's going to be. So for me, I can't lie. I'll probably kind of put it on you guys as well because there is one thing that wins you championships and that's defence. And I don't know if push comes to shove, if that Nets are going to be able to play that defence if, let's say, for example, they get down the line and then DeAndre Jordan, for example, pulls up, has a massive injury, and then you've got to maybe start Aldridge for the majority of the games or other players as well. So yeah, I still feel it's not entirely all for the Brooklyn Nets. I think that, look, you got to obviously you're gonna make playoffs. we all know that now you know that's where the the big stuff starts happening. none of these you know regular games you get into the serious you know as uh, Ferguson would say squeaky bum time it's about that time you're gonna make that play or not <laughs> so um yeah, in terms of it, like what did you think when obviously you heard that the Lakers were getting were getting drummond?
1: Yeah, so we as i said we, we were in the mix for um for Carl Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think I what see. they wanted for him was was too much. I think they wanted like a, a I think there's rumors that they wanted KCP, um, and I think Dennis Schroeder or something like a, a pick. And I think they also then wanted um, Taylor Taylor Horton Chucker as well. But the Lakers like we like, oh, that's just too much to give up for one player who might be a rental for a year, um, yeah, for half a season. So. In the end, it was best not to trade for him. And I think the Lakers were hoping that, that um, Cleveland would agree a buyout with Drummond, which they did in the end. You don't tend to get players like Drummond in the buyout market. I think we've got yeah. quite lucky. Because um, even Aldridge and them guys, they don't tend to be buyout kind of players. These are players who are making like tens of millions of dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. They signed contracts with teams for less, like for the for the minimum, which is like a couple of million. So it's kind yeah. of crazy to think the contracts that they're on right now. Um, but these are these are players basically that have given up millions of dollars to try and win a championship. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes for, but I think Drummond, as you said, is just a huge pickup for Lakers. I think he is what we're missing right now. I think we were yeah. lacking that inside presence. Obviously, Trez is, Montres is doing his thing. Um, I don't know if Marcus is still, I think he's still injured, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah. Um, but we,
1: we needed like an inside presence um, to, to assist with, especially whilst we've got um, AD out and, and LeBron out. I think it's going to be interesting. I, th- I think it's going to literally be the, Schro- the Schroeder and, and Drummond show for a couple of weeks whilst we get um, AD back to full fitness and LeBron back to full fitness. Um, but what Drummond does for me personally as a Lakers fan, I think he adds now to just like our, I look at us as like a team that have now got a big two in the most dynamic duo of the NBA so far, in my opinion, in, mm. in LeBron and AD, if, they, if they're both fit. Then you add to that now a second tier of players who who like are other level, who can who, who are starting calibre players, but also in our team. Whereas last year, I think we had obviously AD and LeBron, then we had just a bunch of guys who were also kind of good, but like they were really overperforming what their yeah, abilities are. Like like. They even were. people like KCP overperforming, Alex Caruso overperforming. He's certain certainly overperforming. And like, even like all these guys like Dwight Howard and... and um, yeah, the Rondo as well. Yeah, Javon McGee, Rondo, everyone was really yeah, overperforming we're just, we're, like, we're, Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. But now we've got guys who are like certified starter in the league. People like Schroeder and people like Drummond who are definite starters. So yeah, to add those to your team is, is much, much needed. Um, So I definitely look at the Lakers as like a favourite for sure. I think he definitely helps us out, especially at the five. Um, my, my like my hope is that like him and, and Ad can play together, so it would be a situation where it's obviously like Shrewd at the, at the one, anyone at two could be KCP, could be anyone they want. Um, LeBron at the three, Ad at the four, and then Drummond at the five to give us some much-needed protection on the inside. He mm-hmm. grabs rebounds for, rebounds for fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So in, that, in that regard, I think he also grabs a lot of offensive rebounds, which is good needed for those sort of, sort of second chance opportunities. And you could then bring on like Montrezl off the bench and all these guys, and it will really help us going forward. So, yeah, it definitely made the Lakers stronger. Uh, we got lucky with the off with the um, with the buyout market, but I'm definitely excited for, for Drummond. I I hope he stays longer than just a year. I hope The stays. year. I don't, know, I don't know if we've got enough money to re-sign him. To be honest with you, but <laughs> hopefully yeah. he can stay longer than just a year. We'll see how this year goes. If we can win this year, I'm not sure if he'll stay, but like yeah, it'll be interesting. But um, yeah, I'm 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 excited as a Lakers fan. I think he's a good addition, much needed, and like definitely shows up. Our chances of trying to repeat, because um, the Nets aren't playing games; they're really just bringing all the all the all stars into their team and trying to <laughs> make a run for it. But we'll see how it goes. I think it's a team that still needs to—they like—they're gelling, but they still need to really decide what their identity is. I think as a team, mm-hmm. um, like defensively, I think they've they've been a lot better than I thought they'd be. I actually thought they'd be a team with zero defense, but um, people like Harden really shown that he can be, he can be a like a valuable defender in the league. Um, and obviously, they've got like a couple guys in, in the middle with like. Uh, DeAndre Jordan and uh, Nick Claxton. I think they're the younger who's kind of really performing because after they lost Jarrett Allen, I thought they'd lose a lot of center position uh, play, but they're doing okay. So yeah, man, we'll see how the, how the rest of the season goes. I'm, I'm, I'm really just getting back in, into my NBA bag. Like I start watching a game a night or like trying to watch a game a night. Like okay, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get back into it because the NFL really took over my life for like a couple months. So I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: man, I, I don't, I don't blame you there, man. I mean, um. Yeah, but definitely, what you said is, is absolutely true. It's gonna be an interesting um, next couple of couple of weeks as we grind down. Obviously, um, even just in terms of their um, MVP rank racing, like oh, the MVP race, because obviously we yeah. would say Jokic is the one who's in the lead at the moment. And now, even with the uh, rookie of the season, I'd probably say in the lead. chest, though, is Anthony Edwards. It obviously would have been um, Mello. But if not for that horrific injury that kind of happened, then that's kind of taken him out. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks um, coming through. I I firmly believe that um, the players will be very, very interesting. But man, it's all about that defence. You can get as many players as you can. And it's also about gelling as a team as well. And I feel like LeBron does that very well. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's looking. I think everyone's looking more at Brooklyn with the idea of okay cool you've assembled what you assembled let's see how you're going to make this happen let's see how you're going to make this work sort of thing so yeah man some good some good moves it's been a fantastic week in terms of nfl and nba guys thank you for listening to the aggregate score because wow we've we've really given you a good dose this week (laughs) we've given you a good dose obviously next week we'll be back to the prem, but we'll we'll readjust things um as always man keep following our page you know the yes. underscore aggregate underscore score. There'll be more stuff up this week. I promise it's been a couple of hard, a couple of weeks, but we'll definitely have some more stuff. And um yeah, man, look forward to um, you guys all joining in for next week. So from myself and I take care. Peace.